This is Archery Unfiltered, where I, Wendell Souza, cover California archery events and what it takes to make you a better archer. Hey, good evening, everyone. Uh, Archery Unfiltered here with killer co-host Jim Padilla. And uh, our guest of honor tonight is Robert Tahey, the CBH. Robert, are you the president of the CBH? Uh, no, I'm uh, second second VP of field. So nice. That's about it. Second VP of field. So we are doing something a little different tonight. I thought it would be cool. Robert wanted to come on and talk about the CBH, and I thought it would be good. I mean, if you guys don't live in California, you're probably not going to give two shits about this, all right? But I think for a lot of the California competitors, this is, like, good stuff to talk about, good stuff to know about. Would you agree? Sure. Yeah, man. It's it's good to kind of share those things because even if it even if they're not in CBH, it'll still apply – um, I think uh, to their state of them, organization. Yeah, to get involved with their state or organization of uh, someone. You think so? Yeah, I think so. I, you know, I, I was skeptical coming into my role, and now sitting in the position for two years, I'm still skeptical. But uh, <laughs> you know, I, I feel like I can make a positive change. Is really what I'm going for. No, I'll, I'll add some of that. I think it's very important. There's a lot of a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes where, with your state organization, especially ours. You guys are in a CBH is in an uphill battle dealing with the powers that be, known as Fish and Wildlife of California. Um, yes, really, among other things, you know. And then uh, the fishing the things department. you guys provide, you know, uh, we do get some. Along with NFAA, some insurances, you know, for uh, when you become a member. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely get some help with that. Uh, a lot of people don't already, if they don't already know, but uh, when they're an NFAA member, they usually are already uh, rolled in to be a member of their uh, state organization as well. Correct. So that kind of helps, too. That's, that's yeah. why at all the CBH events, it says at the bottom to give up. To, to put down your NFAA membership number, right? Yes, and that's also like one of those things that like we want everybody in California to be a CBH or be an NFA member. When um, you buy your dues for NFA, you have the eighty dollar or the I think it's like forty or fifty dollar one. Mm -hmm. When you get the eighty dollar one, you get the CBH membership too. So that's helping out your. Um, whatever your state organization would be for us as CBH. So it, it sends money to CBH to help fund our outreach programs, our uh, youth programs, and the uh, like our legislative director, Amanda, helps her fund money to keep uh, the powers to be at bay. Um, There's a lot. And, yeah. It, and yeah. And even if you don't become a CBH member, some way or another, we'll still get your money. <laughs> so it kind of helps yeah. if you just already know where it's going. <laughs> That's funny. You may people may not think it. You know that they, they need to apply. Well, you know, I don't hunt. I don't do this. But 
it, it's um, you are an archer, and there are people who would be very happy to see people not doing archery or and or take away every chance yeah. they could get uh, archery ranges for one reason or another. Word. Yeah, there's some definitely some terrible people out there that just want to see the world burn for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and and we, we, you know, CBH tries to put money back into the clubs, you know. Yeah. So there's there's always that, and then anytime a club has some sort of need or or want, or a best example is uh, San Francisco. We're going to go do uh, State Field with uh, San Francisco Field Archers this year. Ooh. And uh, really, Jim, uh, yeah, Jim Robinson. Uh, I've been in talks with him for almost two years now, um, oh and he's God. like, "Hey, man, we need some money for some porta potties." I'm like, "Okay, how many?" You know, I'm expecting like 10 or 15. He's like, two. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and, Jim, your club you know, is so broke ass. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, um, that's a, they're, another, they're awesome. date for another date. <laughs> um, so, but, yeah, saying, you know, like. You guys are saying, okay, uh, full disclosure here, I have not paid my for my NFA membership. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> You're saying I should probably get on that pretty quick, huh? <laughs> I kind of well, let this one lapse. <laughs> okay. You know, you had to drop that pro card, right? Somehow. Well, I, dro- I actually dropped the pro card the year before so I could get some some amateur handicap points for the Break the Barriers. <laughs> so. Yeah. All right. I, I, I'm, I think I know what your early birthday gift's going to be. I'll just pay for this shit myself. You know that you used to be able to buy a lifetime membership? You still can. You- you can. Is it five hundred dollars? You will not like the price, though. Is it a thousand? It's. Uh, I think they moved it to like some multiplier. I forgot what the multiplier is. I don't have it up front of me, but the multiplier is just absurd. So you so probably spend each base kind of like they do the uh, lifetime licenses for fishing and hunting. Yeah, what? same concept, uh, but NFA lifetime... has a different. You can get a lifetime hunting license. Of course. What? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to do that when I leave the state. I'm going to buy a California lifetime license and then move out and then be a member somewhere else. God. Because then I get uh, I get residency pricing, you know. Oh, I yeah. Should, you probably should remove that from the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. I'll, I'll edit <laughs> no, that part care. out right here. <laughs> yeah, no, you're I good. I know care. this trick, Robert, but uh, somehow you know also. But, um... Yeah. <laughs> oh, Man. Yeah, that's a, that's a good uh, end around California. But yeah, Wendell, the, the lifetime licenses, it's, say it's like one year old to like 30 is like, I'm just going to throw out a number. It's like $1,000. And then 31 to about 55 is 750 And then 55 to, you know, dust is $400. Yeah. Sick. yeah, it, it goes down drastically as you get older. Yeah, but with, with that life hunting license, you can get, Robert, you can correct me if it's wrong, you get um, some preferences. Uh, they give you a deer tag, and they give you pig tags automatically, so those are, that's value. Yeah, there's a few of them that you do get. I, I forget exactly which ones also, but... Uh, but they also have, like, the big game add-on pack and the... Mm-hmm. Um, and then also fishing license is the same way, even though Wendell doesn't care about that. Not, not particularly. 
Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's carp. He's he's a, probably a carp fisherman, huh? No, carp, oh, he would. All, oh, all, all he fishing's would, pretty gay. He would go <laughs> berserk, Robert, if he got into that. If he he saw that firsthand, he would. You got me all wrong. Would be done. You got me all wrong. Yep. Yeah, I was you looking at trying to figure out how I could kill a bear. This, uh, you know, this year it's probably not possible. Um, yeah, you got to leave the couch. What's this that? guy? <laughs> leave the he's couch. watched the movie. He's probably watched that movie, The Edge, too many times. Oh, he yeah. He hasn't even read the book. <laughs> no, no, I, I tend to not read books. I'm just now getting into the whole audiobook thing. It, it, yeah, the, is The Edge an audiobook? Because I'll, I'll be all over it. Yeah. Oh, dude, you got to get on that Audible app then, because oh. that that's where it's at. I I probably have like two, three hundred books in there, <laughs> and I'm always buying something new because they get, with your subscription they give you a free credit every month. Oh. So you get to buy one free book, and then they have free books on their stuff. So like. Oh, that's cool. And then I always get the books that are like twenty hours long. Yeah. So I'm listening to Lord of the Rings or something crazy for two days. <laughs> but you, you think they have like a, a series of books? You know, I'd buy Wendell this series of books. You know, the and the um, the guy giving the dictation would be like Stephen Hawking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could probably get some of those. They have some like primo uh, guys that do the uh, the recordings. Or you know, uh, Stephen Hawking about his visit yeah. to the island. You know, and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah some of those uh, yeah. New York bestsellers are definitely on there. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, so, hey, Robert, before we go back into the CBH, let's talk a little bit about who you are as a shooter. How long have you been shooting archery? Oh, man. I think this is going to be my fourth year shooting competitively. Really? Um, and I've been shooting archery probably off and on since I was, like, 18. Okay. Cool. Uh, I started with a little recurve bow shooting in the backyard. Uh-huh. And my dad and... Like, my last name is Indian, so my dad was like, you don't use bows anymore. We use guns. It's, <laughs> it's better that way. <laughs> um, and the big reason was because my dad got in trouble for shooting an, a bow in the house. Um, my granddad and my, uh, um, my grandfather's brother were, like, top-end longbow shooters. I didn't know about this till I got older. And uh, my dad was screwing around in the house and he shot one of the cabinets in the house when he was a kid. So he was like, Nope, we're not doing the bow thing ever again. Uh, <laughs> but when I wanted to do it, he was like, sure. He took me to a spot and we did some stuff at, um, there was a archery shop on top of a gun store mm -hmm. in, uh, Lancaster or no Palmdale. Yeah. Palmdale. And I'd go over there and get my stuff and, kind of learn how to do it. And then when I did the military, I kind of let a lot of that stuff go. And I got out of the army and I started to kind of look for stuff like that. And mm -hmm. I think it really picked it up is when I quit drinking, I quit drinking. I started to have some more money in my pocket and I found, uh, found time to do that. Oh, hell and, yeah. Uh, basically. Uh, yeah, it's been about five years. I've been sober. So yeah. Oh, I've been right on, uh, shooting a bow solid for five years. And, uh, hey, congrats, so man. Is archery a little bit cheaper or is it about the same? It's about the same. <laughs> I just, you know, my justification to my, my girl was, hey, at least I'm not drinking. Yeah. She goes, yeah, but you're gone all the time still. I'm like, oh. 
it's, it's a healthier way of doing it. It's much healthier. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I, I somehow um, got mixed up with uh, Alex Mueller, and uh, he started teaching me stuff. And then he was like, okay, um, it's time for you to go see Scott. I'm like, all right. So like, who's Scott? Well, Scott lives like an hour from my cousin or no, I think he's like 20 minutes from my cousin's house in Tehachapi. I'm like, Oh, I know Tehachapi. He goes, most people don't know where that is. I'm like, I, you know, I grew up here. So I know where a lot of things are. So I end up hanging out at Scott and Sheila's and getting a lot of extra tutelage there. And, um, yeah, now I'm here. Um, two years ago, I got wrapped into this, uh, VP of field and every time I go to the state meeting I get something else thrown at me and even though I tell them no they're like well you're young enough you'll still be here so you yeah. get to do it. God <laughs> damn. Yeah. yeah. Let's go back a little yeah. bit uh, I'll interrupt and um, who did you uh, pick up the reins from um, to get this uh, It would have been uh, Dan Stafford was the guy that was previous to me um, he was a, uh, Pasadena roving archers guy. Okay. Um, and when I talked to him and he started to kind of fold me into this, um, he was really good about, um, you know, he's like, there was no, there is no like onboarding or anybody on this kind of position. It's a lot of, um, which I really feel bad for Brian, um, Mr. Webb got got the uh, the, the both barrels, man. Um, oh, he took some on too. Now he did too. I uh, uh, that was kind of my fault. I talked him into it, <laughs> and uh, so hey. Brian Brian got the short end of the stick here because the person previous to Brian uh, there was uh, there was some issues, and she stepped away. Um, and I, and I love her. She's a wonderful person. Um, she does a lot more with the uh, cattle archery side of things and the USA archery side of things. Mm -hmm. So she already had a full plate. Uh, we talked Brian into it, and uh, there was supposed to be some help, and he didn't get the help um, <laughs> from within the organization. I, I was fortunate to have the ability to, to hang out with Dan Stafford for at least one archery shoot. Um, he gave me some pointers and he gave me, uh, gave me some pointers and gave me a little, um, direction. Okay. And then, uh, then kind of handed over the reins and let me, uh, then I got stuck doing it. And I still tell people all the time, no, I don't want to do that. Or, you know, no, yeah. that's not correct. And, uh, all right, one keep me around. Who, who did Dan pick it up from? Wasn't it Carlos? I believe it was Carlos. It was either Carlos or um, another gentleman. Okay. Um, and how long did Dan have it? Just a few uh, years? I know Dan did it for four years. Okay. All right. And, so you're in it for four years at least. I, yeah. I, I can. It's technically a two-year position. Okay. Um, do they give uh, you money? Wanted. Do you get any kind of money for this, Robert? Is this voluntary? <laughs> is this... It, it, it's quite the the only benefits that I have is they will um, assist paying for my mileage and my um, uh, what is it? My hotel. Um, so when I went to a state meeting last weekend, they'll they'll reimburse me for that. 
Um, so you and even when I go to like shoots. So you're really just doing it for the love of the game and the love of all the other target guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. And and I get to listen to all of the um, drama. I get to listen to all the nice little tea and the, um, all of the complaints too. So. Uh huh. Sure. All the bitching and moaning. It, yeah, that's it took away about half of my uh, written down things here because I was going to complain about how come there's never a state field <laughs> the SFA in California. Well, he's like, well, yeah. quite frankly, Jim, there's no shitters. So that's, yeah. <laughs> that's the first thing. Because you guys uh, are locking on porta potties. Because uh, <laughs> it was, it was like always after the fact. We're like, well, no one, no one applied for to hold the shoot. Mm-hmm. And it, like, well, it, when when do you have to apply? And no one could answer. So, yeah. And, and, and so it, to expand on that, funny uh, enough, Aranko um, is my home club. They're an hour from my house, and I, I go there, and they have a wonderful field. They have a wonderful crew that that keeps everything operating um, pretty pretty tip top. Um, the, my first year in the position, I had told everybody, I said, Hey, uh, I'm going to go to Aranko. I'm going to do things there. I have support. I have people I know and, uh, trust and are, are going to help me guide me through a lot of things. Um, another funny thing too, with that is, um, let me see one, two, three, four, five. Uh, I think six people on the board are all in the Southern California area. Oh, wow. So um, I believe uh, Tommy Daly, I believe he's senior. Um, he's your guys' uh, NFA director up north. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have him. You guys have Alan, which is in the central. Um, and uh, you got uh, – and myself, Chris Bowles, uh, Amanda Ducart, we're down south. And um, Gary is in my same area. And uh, so is uh, Lisa Rodriguez. So you guys are kind of, you guys are a little bit outnumbered on the board. And I've been trying to get more people to come in. Like Brian, Brian took over the second VP of indoor this year and uh, has been waiting through uh, that. And I've been, uh, helping him uh, whatever I can uh, from a distance, and uh, it's it's just I really I really wish there'd be more people um, to speak up to your regions. And yeah, I believe yeah, Alan is one of your region reps. Uh, Who is your area? I don't know. Who is the region rep up here? Uh, oh, Alan. it's either Alan Eagleton or. Um, one of the other guys. Um, let's see if I can find that. I know. Well, Alan Eagleson's the vice president, right? I thought our uh, VP yes. was, uh, or I thought our guy was, uh, what's his name? That dude who's always claiming to be a pro. No, no. He's he's NCFAA. That's our region. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, right? Our region. Yeah. Oh. Your region. Uh, M- MTBA is it your region? MTBA? No, it's just south no. of us. It's it's, like, it's, it's our neighbor, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Alan I Eagleton was, is MTBA. About the leg rep, who I was thinking of for our area for in hunting, right? That's yeah, that's different. hunting. Yeah. 
Interesting. So let me ask you, um, Robert, you were you in this position when State Field was done at YOLO? No, I was not. That was uh, that was Dan. That Dan, was Dan Stafford was there. Yeah, you were at YOLO though. You were. I remember you were talking. I didn't make it. I didn't make it to that one. Oh, I wanted didn't? to go, and then I listened to all of the uh, all of uh, all the things that happened. I was like, oh man, I I dodged a bullet. I guess not going to that one. <laughs> that was a really good one. Give us a refresh. Mm-hmm. What uh, you, uh, my favorite highlights were like. There's a big rivalry between Alex Mueller and um, uh, oh, someone help me out. I, Mr. Scar? Yeah, John Scar. So it's, uh-huh. a, it's a great rivalry because they're both like much taller than me, right? They're both, they both have like a very uh, big presence, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's just great seeing them, it, like to know that, you know, two guys don't like each other. Then they go out there and they got to fucking shoot with each other. It's like, oh, God, to be a fly on the wall, you know? Uh, and I live down the street from Alex. And, we, you know, we don't see each other much as we should, but uh, we live right down the street from each other. And, uh, yes, I, I, I remember uh, the way that went down. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I've had so, both of those guys on the show at different times. And uh, I like them both. You know, so yeah. I don't want any of these guys to think that I like one over the other. Like, I like you both, you know, somewhat, a little bit equally. Wait, you don't play favoritism? What? Is, what? Not amongst, not amongst, not amongst peons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding, guys. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, I'm getting a big fucking target on my back now. <laughs> but it was great. Coming for you, Wendell. I love rivalries like that. Because it, you know, it just spices it up a little bit, and it's not such a sterile golf game. You know what I mean? Like the oh. best golf games are when the two guys fucking hate each other. Like remember when Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods beat some guy and then fucked his wife like immediately afterwards. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? <laughs> like that that shit. I, and I'm not saying Alex would fuck John's wife or vice versa. I don't think you know that's not their style. But just having that kind of like, like tangible. That tangible shit. So yeah, like I was saying, the the you know rivalries like that. I I love them. I've been a part of them in the past, and I know it's like, oh yeah, you're not supposed to do that. But goddamn, it just makes shooting that much more. It's like if you have to shoot against someone you fucking hate, it just makes your your job that much crazier. Oh yeah, it's it, and then like watching uh, my my girl is a, a fly fisher life fisher woman mm-hmm. life fishing person mm-hmm. yeah something like that easy now you're gonna she's, get the gym all riled up here no, yeah, no she's, she's big in that opposite <laughs> getting softer yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah, he, you know he's got to go find a blue pill real quick um, he's a crankbait guy i think yeah yeah uh, and, and so she comes with me on friday or on the sundays of uh reading or you know whatever shoot she she comes and hangs out with me Mm-hmm. Because up and ready, she'll go uh, steelhead fishing while I'm shooting, and uh, every every year she's like, "Why are these people like they walk around like they got a stick up their ass? Like, what is wrong <laughs> with these people?" And, and the best one I did was like we had uh, we had Lutz, his wife, 
um, these two uh, Kiwis from New Zealand um, <laughs> and Stefan Hansen in our group. And I just turned around. And I said, these guys are all shooting for their mortgages and they're not winning right now. And they just kind of <laughs> draws hit the floor and looked at me. And I was like, hey, what? Honesty sucks, man. So what? You know, own it. Yeah, I you you're kind of like a guy of legend having like you know, told these guys like, "Ah, eh, don't give a fuck." <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, and I you know, and I'm over there telling Stefan to put his arrows in the target so I can shoot him. Yeah. yeah. And he's and he, he only brought like six, first, right? He, he only had like Yeah, six he only had six in his pocket on on Friday and I'm like, "Dude, just put him out there. I'm going to shoot him." And at first he's just like, no way, this fucking nobody's going to hit my arrows. And I just put them right next to him with them. You know, I didn't, I, I didn't, you know, set any records, but I was fucking, I was shooting good. I felt good. So. You're getting <laughs> he started to get bit. a little antsy. Yeah. <laughs> That's great, dude. Uh, That's awesome. But yeah, I did, I did get an HR complaint from uh, Reading. Really? Uh, oh. Yeah, but it, it, they're you know it's nice when you have friends. They uh, they let you know like six months later when nothing has come of it. They're like, oh yeah, by the way, somebody did complain about you. Oh, was it Hanson? Yeah. Did Stefan Hanson complain? No, it wasn't even anybody in the group. It was uh, it was like a group uh, somewhere behind me or in front of me. They said, uh, and I was uh, I was told to. Tone down the language next year. <laughs> so, okay. oh, it's wonderful, dude. <laughs> yeah. I remember this yeah. last year, uh, like, what was it? Paige got some, uh, was it a warning or something for shooting a gopher? Like, no she, way. Yeah, she, like, shot a gopher in the head, and then oh, a bunch shit. of people were all pissed off about it. Fuck off. It's a gopher. Yeah. It's yeah. Like varmint. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I, they, uh, I think uh, I, I was there, and um, they basically said, we're never coming back here. Yeah, I'm going to sell my book. <laughs> and all of them, everybody else were like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. That's fine. You know, I'll close out this thing with rivalries. I have, I have a theory that John and Alex become friends in in the near future. I think it would be really cool if, you know, Maybe they didn't have outlaw partners one year, and the powers that be stuck them together for the whole season. That would be fantastic. Would that be? You sick? know, there's, there's definitely stories in sports yeah, history dude. that uh, have ended up like that. Macho Man and Hulk Hogan, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. that that <laughs> they could be that. I could see it. it. It definitely could be a possibility. Yeah. The dream team, man. Yeah, yeah. And then they just come through, and they, you know. They win the, the win that year or something, you know. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know about all that, but you know, <laughs> they go bow hiking together and everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, Robert, what did you? Why did you? Uh, was it your choice to bring Field to SFA this year? It was. It was a. It was a an idea I had um, because of what you guys had talked about in Yolo, um, a couple other places like even state field at Aranco. Mm-hmm. we're down in southern california in the middle of june man it, it, or beginning of june it, it's just gnarly and uh we had what was it i think a high of like 90 or 80 in the shade or something down here oh my god i was like man we need to go to like san francisco or like 
one of the, like the high elevation, you know, field, uh, courses and, um, you know, San Francisco in June, I don't think you guys get any better than a 70 or 75, right? 50. <laughs> you wish. Yeah. 52, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that our, was, that was a little bit of my problem. time of the year up here is, um, September and October. Oh, wow. At times. Yeah. So that, that was, you know, those are kind of the thought processes I had. Like I was hoping to, you know, go somewhere cool that they had the two ranges. It was a, you know, challenging course. I know their one range is definitely pretty tough. I've shot the, uh, yeah, that's what we call the red range. I used to be the president of SFA. So the red range is definitely, uh, elevations we got some cuts side hills downhills oh that reminds me uh sorry i don't want to go off on a hard tangent but robert have you shot woodlake before i have um give me the I rundown shooting, i've shot it for like three years in a row yeah no, i got the short shot i got the short shot wendell's two and a half yards two and a half two and a half yards yeah, yeah. Two and, and a half and yards basically you're shooting over your left foot what the f- yeah, fuck, it, it's, dude, it's awesome. And then, and then there's a forty, it's a forty-eight yard downhill. And for me, at six four, it's a four-yard cut. Ew. Oh, so it's like twenty-two degrees. Basically, yeah. Dude, what are you, the fucking rain man over here? <laughs> yeah. I, I told you, I'm an idiot savant, man. I, I get numbers correct every I, once in a while. I think he was telling me that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But so okay, so Robert, what would you uh, if, out of ten? What would you give this course as far as difficulty? Um, I think it's probably like in that eight nine range because oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of targets that are deceivingly hard, mm-hmm. and you have to take that extra second and read the read the course. Uh huh. Look for the wind. Look for you know something. Uh, you gotta, you know, yeah. Make somebody else shoot first, is, basically. Is rock around, right? Rock and dirt, and there's no, you know, trees or yeah. And it's actually, I was out there last weekend, and uh, it was really green because all the rain we've had. Um, I got to shoot around uh, Sunday afternoon, um, and we got to shoot that. I got to shoot the ones that I wanted to. That that. That downhill, that uh, two and a half yarder, that forty-eight uh, yard downhill, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, there's a couple other downhill shots that are really fun. So definitely have your third axis on. Definitely do your homework. If Check. you don't do your homework, this place is going to take your lunch. Damn, damn. damn. Um, so, so a, a kind of a clean segue out of that is: uh, Do you qualify the the fields? Robert, before you know, so the uh, region reps will do range inspections. I have a list of all the range inspections. Um, also, the region reps are part of that. I will also check the course uh, prior to the field, so I'll try and be up there Friday. I'll try to be up there Friday mm-hmm. to SFA to check out the course, and then um, I doubt they'll have any of the targets up, but we'll be. I'll just check everything, make sure we're all kosher. Um, and I don't, I don't think we'll have any problems. I've talked to Randall. I've talked to Alan and uh, a few of the other guys up there that have uh, 
that have helped me uh, um, get this conversation going with Jim uh, Robinson and kind of get him on board. Cool, man. So Fantastic. Wow. Well, it shows you how connected I am at my local range, but I didn't even know that. That's but that's he, wonderful. That's because you're, uh, you're always hiding from people. I do. <laughs> They, they know I'm there, but they don't see me. So, <laughs> yeah, they can smell the and, and you know, I, there you go. <laughs> I, and I'm always looking to hear some sort of input. Like everybody, every once in a while, um, like my my uh, my outlaw partner this year, Jose, always wraps me into some conversation that he'll be like, "Hey, and you know, this guy's the second VP of field." And I'm like, "Dude, I don't like no." Shut up, shut up, you know. <laughs> Let me just shoot. And then everybody's like, well, what's this rule? And I'm like, hey, man, I'm, I don't even have the rule book up front of me. I can't quote it. I don't have a photographic memory. Right. So, right. Um, but, yeah, we're. I'm definitely trying to um, – probably my other big thing is to, like, get input from you guys, get input from the people. Um, field isn't, isn't the popular sport anymore. Everybody wants to shoot the – the 3ds they want to shoot indoor they want to you know that's they so want to shoot arrows into the neighbor's backyard that. i know there was a, a movement mm, less than five years ago where they wanted to re redo the field rounds to yeah. uh, less arrows and shorter ranges yeah yep. and, I, and i just couldn't believe that yeah and thank god for the old guys in the cbh because they were not having it they right. would not and every time I talk to them about like what's it going to take to kind of get field popular again, and they're like, "Hey, we got to shoot less arrows," you know. And it's mostly the old guys because they're like they're the only ones that still know the game. They they're the only ones that really enjoy it, and they understand why it is so difficult and why it is the to the, grind the, you know, the Iron Man of archery, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Wendell Wendell's one to speak about that, you know. Robert, you know he's a national champion in field archery. Oh, yeah, he also holds a uh, record too. I think. Yeah, I, I when I was a young warthog, but no, and, and no you know longer. when yeah. he set that record and won that championship, you know what release he was shooting? I believe it was the Carter Enterprises something. release. <laughs> That thing was shit, dude. Yeah, yeah, it was shit. It only got you a national championship dude, and a record. It rained. Uh, yeah. It had rained, and I didn't have that little lock modification in the back. So when you, I, I would draw back super safe, and sometimes it would click, and sometimes it wouldn't. Oh, uh, imagine man. shooting a release like that. Maybe click, maybe fire. Yeah, that, you know. I say, uh, who's uh, who's Bodie's dad? Yeah. yeah, I don't even remember his guy's name. Wendell's. Mental game is so of using a Carter release when it was uh, malfunctioning. <laughs> That's how good it still won him the championship malfunctioning. Oh, it only malfunctioned it, one day. It's the day it was raining. So. Good. Yeah, it's okay. It sounds, it sounds like it. Wendell's having a little PTSD over there. You know? <laughs> yeah, I don't shoot those anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and he hasn't won a championship since. <laughs> it's kind of weird. You know? God damn. <laughs> <laughs> God damn! Uh, I got no retort. That's all right. I'm gonna we'll, we'll get them some releases. We'll do. Uh, oh, who was that gentleman that used to have like a pouch of releases, and he had just whatever release he pulled out, he had to shoot. <laughs> there was a get like ten releases for Wendell and just put them in there for him. 
Randy, Randy, right? Randy was the guy. Rag, Ragsdale. Raglan. Uh, Raglan, Raglan. No. Are you thinking Terry no. Ragsdale? No, he was a more famous shooter than. <laughs> oh, not he, infamous. Yeah, famous. So famous, we can't even fucking put a name to the fucking guy. Yeah, he's a Hoyt guy. All right, so. so that's- so he's a he's you nobody. Guys, did you guys not take your alpha brain today or something? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, weird stuff happens when I quit smoking weed, and then I, I smoke a little weed, and then I quit again, or it's just like uh, I, I'm just retarded, like most of the time. <laughs> it's crazy. You gotta be careful with that word. That's a that's offensive word to us slow people. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um. So, Robert, do you also organize the 3D event, State 3D? I do. I do the State Mark 3D. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, he's the one. He had a bag of releases. Who is it? Ragsdale. Randy Ulmer. Oh, Randy Ulmer. Okay. Yeah. I've heard of that All guy. Right. I was close with the Randy. Yeah, you were right on it. He uh, Didn't he also take his shoes off to, to hunt stuff? It was kind of like his Many jam. Times. Yeah. No, everyone does. You don't walk around barefoot. That's how the that's how my peoples used to do it. They, oh, yeah. they didn't put anything on their feet. Feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I got nothing, man. I'm coming up I'm coming up blank with that. <laughs> <laughs> Too well, clever. No, your 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 heritage used to uh, you know used to chop people's heads off in in their socks and sandals. Yeah. What do you mean you? Well, that's half, half. My other half was fighting the British. <laughs> uh, oh. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, the state marked, marked. Do you do Mark 3D or unmarked or both? Uh, Mark 3D. I, I run the Mark 3D, uh, Amanda Ducart, um, Ducart, and I can't, I'm, I'm screwing that up. Our legislative uh, director, uh, they, we had just voted um, to officially make it her shoot for um, to all that money that she makes from that shoot is going to go into the legislative fund to help beat back uh, the demons at the uh, at the state level <clears throat> and hopefully none at the none at the federal level because our state level uh, legislative reps are really expensive. Are there people that are trying to like get these tournaments shut down or something? No, not so much the tournaments. It's the she handles uh, on the legislative side our hunting and um, our archery club rights. So, oh, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah. You know, anytime a archery club is under uh, fire for you know what have you, they flung an arrow into the you know fence post next to somebody's car. They they you know they're there to help you know, justify like, Hey, we need these safe places for people to shoot archery. Right. Maybe we should move the parking lot, not the archery range. Yeah. Yeah. I see. They bring some Great. logic to it. Yeah. yeah. Big plus. One of the many pluses of having CBH state organization, helping keep the ranges we got and not try to make more if at all possible and uh, helping everyone if we need it. Yeah, like, uh, I guess the best example I could say for uh, uh, a thing I'm working on, um, 
I'm waiting to hear back from the CIBA. Um, they're like kind of like the Lodi um, region um, representatives. I forget. I don't know what the CIBA stands for. I, I should have looked it up, but um, I'm not sure if you guys know of Horseshoe Bend Field Archers. I've heard of um, it. They are, you know, um, I don't know the full story, but talking to the gentlemen that were the representatives for that area, we're talking about they need some help. And uh, in the next uh, year, um, if they're still doing their thing, I'm going to see if I can make something happen by bringing a shoot to them. Um, like my big, my big intent with my position is to hopefully bring back field. And then with the Mark 3D tagged on to what I do, I want to take that uh, shoot to a lot of the smaller clubs. Like this year, we're going to go, if I can hear back from Ishi Archery um, sooner than later, um, I want to take the Mark 3D championship and go to Ishi Archery for the Rockfest shoot. Fuck which yeah. I believe is May or April. Robert, the master it. calendar told me April, but I'm not sure. I'm waiting to hear back from them. Um, I like everything you're saying here, dude. You know, hey man, you know, I'm trying. I'm trying to be. There's uh, along with like what I'm doing, like even Aranko this year. They said, hey, we're not doing any state shoots this year. We're not going to put any bids in because they put bids in every year the last four years because none of the other clubs would take it on. And um, for example, like the state field, I had to talk to Jim multiple times, use a few other people to talk to him and be like, Hey man, I want the state field to go there. I want to do this, but I have to do a little bit more legwork to kind of get this going. Um, which is, you know, Back in the day, talking to a lot of these guys that have been around, they're like clubs used to be beating each other down to try and get some of these state shoots at the club. Absolutely. Very, very, very prestigious to have that held at your club. And there was a lot to uh, mm -hmm. to gain by that, you know? Yeah. And uh, if you're not familiar with the, uh, which I feel you guys are, uh, the, the skeleton crew um, mantra, mm -hmm. you know, you got, you got the guys that are the jawbone. That is the most active bone in the skeleton crew for some reason. You know, you got all these guys that come to the meetings, talking, talking, talking. And then when it comes time to do the work, you got nobody there. You got four presidents or the three uh, representatives of the club, and they're doing all the work. Yeah. You know? yeah. And well, I, I know I feel some of that I've seen in my own case, there's a lot of people that do a lot of the talking but they also won't let go of the reins at times. And then when they turn around to look for people that, that was there, they're gone. So yeah. um, I have problems with the way some of some clubs are run, you know, they, they need to board members in particular, you know, they need to like you be groomed. Are you talking about, are you talking about your own club? Next, next position up at the club level. Are, are you like, like uh, very subtly talking about your own club, Jim? It's called projecting. <laughs> uh, and, it, and it happens. We've talked about it, me and you, Wendell. And it oh, yeah. Happens at, 
at every club. Every oh, club, yeah. no matter what the sport is, they're all they're all the same. Oh, they five percent. Dude, my club do used five percent of the work. Yeah, but my club yeah, used to be people. on my ass to do stuff. Yeah, and it was like I could never do enough. You know. Yeah. So they just they yeah, burn. Yeah. They get people get burnt out, and some people just you know won't let go of the reins. Well, we've always done it this way. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had I had a lady tell me she didn't want to do um, a debit card because she just doesn't like it. Yeah, and, <laughs> there, and there's a lot of that too. Like, there's a lot of that. Yeah. You know? So it's it's tough, you know. But um, just try and keep you know keep it up. You know, we need to keep this field archery up. People. You know, the more people that run into that do field archery, you will become a better archer yes. through and through. Yeah, I agree 100%. That field archery and indoor archery are the two disciplines that I feel made me as, every, every facet, as good as I got. Every mm-hmm. facet covers, you know, one another, you know? Yeah. Field archery yeah. teaches you to be mentally mentally strong, I think. Yeah, I mean, and then your equipment, you know, your equipment's got to be, you know, always on point, but um, it, it definitely rewards you for doing um, yes. lots of stuff. Indeed, like indoor, indoor is a great time to like, all right, I'm going to implement, you know, like Wendell going back to a Carter release and liking it, you know, or. Uh, <laughs> dude, you know, what the fuck? A, why, why are you doing this? Follow through. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah today, it, you know, for indoor, I'm going to try this new aperture or new, you know, mm-hmm. dot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that I think will help me in field archery and or, um, you know, safaris. Yeah, no, yeah. I I agree with that. I th- I feel like indoor is kind of like exactly what you said. It's where you go to work on yourself, and then field you learn a little more about your bow and and yourself. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and, and you know, like a funny funny anecdote to safari. From field, I'm not. Uh, Jim probably knows this. I, Wendell might know this. Um, do you know what the dots are based off of for safari, Wendell? Do I know? Aren't they based off of a field, like a, a slightly different size field dot? They're based off of the the you know mm-hmm. you have your X ring and the white in the middle on your hunter target. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Basically, the circumference of that circle. At the different distances is what the safari dots is based oh, so on. Oh, kind of like the pro four ring is the ten ring. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that the the actual center orange dot is based off of the center white dot for your your hunter face um, is the best way to. Yeah, explain the, the it. corresponding distances. You know, like um, um, mm-hmm. the five centimeter target is good to. Well, yep. at at Reading, it goes out to eighty eight yards. You know, but. Uh, well, that's just the thing. Most field hunters, it goes to 80 yards once and 65 a couple times. Well, that's what I love about safari is that these different fields, sometimes you'll get a field that will throw you a bunch of larger than what they should be spots. Sure. Yeah. You know, but field archery, you'll never get that. It's always standard, you know, everything standardized. Right. Which I love. Yeah, I love that. That's where the, uh, the the plethora of different ranges come in. Uh, you know, that's why we don't want to lose ranges. Yeah. You know, yeah. So you know, you get some um, flat open ranges like Orenco. You know, you get some Yolo. flat windy ranges like Yolo. Mm-hmm. You know, you get some uh, 
beautiful ranges like uh, Redwood Bowman, San Francisco Archers, which are uh, sister clubs. Nice. Are they? Yeah, yeah. Those are those are cool. That's and that's the cool thing about like field. You're checking it out. Or, yeah. You know, there's uh, you know, and then you know, like Redding. Redding's just thankfully, mm-hmm. you know, they have so much acreage there that they can have you know three different ranges you know full 28 target ranges and mm-hmm. i think they only have two of them you know all 100 percent marked out yeah. for hunter and uh animals but it's still a lot to upkeep do you guys, it is it's a lot of a lot of work i got a quiz for you guys do you guys know what year the first uh cbh marked 3d was shot mm, it was in in 72? Oh. It's 2019. No. Oh, Mark. I, I, I got Broadhead in my head. Sorry. That's what I was... <laughs> yeah. I, uh... Because that's so new. I was thinking the state Broadhead Championship. Because that was another one that was so prestigious. And um, we need to keep that one going, too. The state I would, Broadhead Championship. I would like to give that one a whack. That, that one looks like fun. It, it is. I, I shot it once, uh, once or twice. You the, won. The broadhead is fun. Robert, didn't you win one of the Mark 3Ds? Uh, I I won the Mark 3D and the State Field. Damn, dude! Awesome. Well yeah. done. And I was sending you the scores the night that I was flighting everybody, and you still screwed it up. You couldn't find it. <laughs> that sounds. I, I, Jim, I emailed him everything. And then the next week, I see the podcast that he talked to you about. And I'm like, he's like looking for it. I'm like, I sent it to you, dude. I yeah. emailed it to you. Uh, you know. <laughs> Dear, I'm a different guy now. Days. No, just millennials. Do you guys know who won? Uh, you, guys know, you guys know who won the pro class in 2019 for Mark 3D? Uh, probably Jim. No. It was me. I think it was Randall. No, it was me. No. It was me. No. I, I, I whooped Mark Rubio's ass. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I mean, not bragging, just saying it happened, you know. I think you beat him by a few, and he didn't shoot half the range? No, I beat him by four points, and he oh. was gunning for it. I, I made him tap out. I made him cry oh. uncle. Oh, Where did you guys shoot that at? Uh, Cougar Mountain, I believe. Cougar Mountain. Yeah, yeah Cougar Mountain. It's been held regularly, right? Oh, I don't know. That was the last time I shot it. <laughs> you know? No, it was, I think it was Cougar Mountain, and then I believe it was uh, Aranko the last three years. Oh, is it? last year, I ran it at, I was running it um, at uh, Aranko. Gotcha. And then the two previous years, um, Aranko, uh, they piggybacked it with their, their tomahawk shoot, which is their their big shoot for the year. So, right, and that's right. a fun one. And uh, yeah, Cougar Mountain. I'm trying to look at that. What, but yeah, they they piggybacked it on their typical shoot. What what month is that in? Do you remember? The Cougar Mountain. It's on um, Father's Day. Day three. Father's uh, Day. three. Yeah, I, I believe it's like on Father's Day weekend. Okay. Yeah, that's it. So, um, let's see. I, I do have a fun thing for you. I don't remember exactly. So you, are you familiar with the Grand Slam uh, Tournament Award? Yeah. Me and Jim have so, talked about this ad nauseum. So you, um, yeah. 
you have to win each one or just be mm. the highest one? I believe it's like you got to win each one um, and some, something about being in the same uh, class and age across all gamuts. Right. Um, so you got to win is, state field, the state 900, the state indoor, mm-hmm. and the uh, uh, unmarked. 3D or the Mark 3D and the the broadhead. Oh, so you you get one. It's like one or the other on on one of them. Okay, um, all right, that would be it. Yeah, because the really? um, yeah the, the 3D state state 3D is fairly new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the state 3 3D is the new one, uh, but it's extremely difficult to get because you have to stay in the same class across all of them. Right and. And win all. I, I've yeah, and win all of them. And I've talked at nauseum with um, the big game club, Rodney York, who's mm-hmm. an insanely smart guy. Like I, I don't know why he still volunteers, but he's just so nice and so smart um, when it comes to hunting and um, and like traditional archery kind of stuff. He's really on that. Um, but I, I've always I've always poked fun at him. I'm like, hey, man. No, none of us freestyle guys can win this because when the age classes come up for your shoot, you guys are completely different than anything else that everybody else follows all the NFA rules and you guys do whatever you want. And uh, I'm like, doesn't that seem a little odd that you guys can just kind of make up your own rules while three or four of the other shoots have to follow NFA rules? And uh, we we always have a fun conversation about it, and it's yeah kind of frustrating. <laughs> it's funny, like yeah, Leah, I'm sure he has no good comeback, right? He's like, well, you, you shoot uh, training wheels, so I really don't care. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it's usually something along the lines of we don't have enough money to uh, make that many awards, and um, because he, I don't know if you've ever seen his awards that he gives out; they're extremely elaborate like awards they make like really fancy arrows um and i believe uh j bar is a contractor somebody one of the guys in their uh, group is a contractor and they get all kinds of crazy woods and they're always building like these really elaborate um uh awards and they're really cool so um but to go with that um i don't remember if i believe this petition passed this last weekend so there's a trifecta tournament or award. So the concept is uh, this. In the last 12 months, uh, in the same division and shooting style, you can win the trifecta tournament award, which is you win the indoor, the field, and the target. And then the trifecta 3D award, number one, is you win the broadhead, the Mark 3D, and the unmarked 3D. And then the uh, trifecta 3D number two is the traditional, the Mark 3D, and the unmarked 3D. Wow. Okay. So. Well, because I know, I know there is a ton of, if I remember right, or maybe I'm confusing the club awards, but there's like husband and wife accumulative kind of awards. There's male top male award for the state, you know, and female, right? There is, and a lot of that stuff has kind of, I, I would 
if somebody knows where those awards have gone to, I would like to see them because a lot of them have kind of disappeared. So I know certain clubs have them and certain individuals probably have them, uh-huh. um, but they haven't, um, they haven't been, I haven't much- seen them. Yeah. Okay. Cause I but know it's still a thing. We just haven't implemented it in years. Who is, um, man, Linda's going to kill me, but um, <laughs> big time recurve archers down your way. Um, they live Are close. The McCain's? Yes. Sandy and Gary. Sandy. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're awesome. Sure they probably have one at least. I, I know they definitely have one or two of them. Um, okay. So, but the rest of them, I'm kind of digging through the bylaws right now to see if I can find it. Dude, check this out. It, it has all of them listed in there. Um, Tom, Tom Daly Sr., I bet you he he would know who has or would have a uh, probably your best bet to finding out who would have one. Yeah, definitely. Randy Tucker also might uh, give you some insight of who could have some of those if you gave him, you know, the 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 titles yeah okay so here we go we got the perpetual trophies yes uh, house clubs uh let me see there were those from huge they used to have like who would drive the farthest or the biggest amount of members and mm-hmm. yeah section i on page 23 of the bylaws has them all um it looks like uh Stu foster regional tra- championship trophy uh, be one team of each region consisting of six men and one woman for field. And, and it's funny, like all, a lot of these are for field, uh, sure. Perpetual, uh, Stevenson perpetual bow hunter freestyle award, uh, man and wife trophy for field. Uh, wow, big one right there. The CIBA regional team perpetual trophy field. Um, that's a regional one though, right? Yeah, that's a regional one. Uh, Fred Bear Memorial Trophy. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a CBH one. Randy Long, also. I bet you he would know who has some of these trophies. He, he probably does. Uh, Dennis Duffy Proman Trophy for high score for field. Uh, El Dorado Hills Bowman Petrol Trophy. I believe that's, uh, that's for O Hunter Division. And, and you know what's funny too is like you talk to a lot of these guys that are at the CBH uh, meeting. Mm-hmm. These were guys that were that had shot bow hunter freestyle before it was bow hunter freestyle. They were like, "Oh, we just called it bow hunter." Right. And they were they were shooting scores that we struggle to shoot with on a daily basis. Yeah. And, and, and it just it Buck is Heron. amazing. Buck Heron was one of those guys. No, before mm-hmm. him. Oh, before Buck even. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Throw a name out, Randy Raglan. No, um, he's uh, was pretty involved with Nevada City. Um, what is his name? Dang. Uh, he hold, he holds like state records in Boner Freestyle, Boner Freestyle Limited, Freestyle Freestyle Limited. Um, he man, I can't remember his name. I see his face. <laughs> That's terrible. Okay, okay. You're seeing people I, now. I got a question for Robert here. 
Okay. All righty. Okay. At one time, I won the state Mark 3D. I won the the 900. Wait, state target. What is this? Yeah, state target. State target. I've won the state indoor in the pro class for all three of those. Then state field is a fucking amateur. So what if I needed if I wanted to get this uh you know this grand slam I'd have to do state field as a pro you would have to do all of them in the same class in a 12 month period oh so bitch in a 12 month period indoor. it's fucking impossible yeah. <laughs> no it's not impossible oh fuck all that, that <laughs> damn it that's too hard not impossible yeah you you definitely got to take a couple of edibles and just grind it out but <laughs> you'll you'll get there god but yeah, that's the that's the stipulation. So basically, this year you had to win indoor, you have to win uh, field, target, and 3D. So damn, you got you got the stuff, man. You got the magic mojo. You just take a little baby powder and sprinkle no. it on there and start rolling. I got. I have to go to a class that's really you obscure. Put, you know the the indoor at the front or the back of the twelve months. You know, depending on yeah how it's out. Oh, damn it. If only I had field as the pro, that would have been a wrap. <laughs> damn. No, I think you well, got, there's you got gotta, this year. There's got to be some really obscure class that no one shoots that I could get in on. Yeah, it's longbow. Wood. It was shooting fingers. <laughs> <Fuck>. Shoot fingers. <laughs> God damn it. I'll lose all respect for myself. <laughs> <laughs> That those used to be some huge, highly participated classes. Freestyle mm -hmm. bow hunter, freestyle, big, big classes. Freestyle limited. I, I could do freestyle limited yeah. silver senior class. There's only one guy. Yeah, the, it. the dude that makes my uh, stabilizers. He's he's that guy. Archery Republic. Um, Are you shooting Archery Republic? Yeah, stabilizers? Archery Archery Republic. Yeah, those and that's all he makes. He makes uh, bows for guys that shoot fingers. Oh yeah, he makes the stabilizers. Right. Uh -huh. He does the he does the whole thing, and he goes to nationals, and he kicks everybody's ass. Oh shit! Uh, All right. well, his daughter, his daughter is a riot. She is so funny. She'll walk up to you, Wendell, and she'll be like, "Hey, you dropped your pocket," and everybody will be looking around like, "What?" And she's like, and then she'll walk away with all your arrows, and you're like, "What the fuck happened?" <laughs> I just got robbed by a fucking twenty-one-year-old. <laughs> oh man, I would. I would yeah. like rob away. Rob away. <laughs> yeah, go, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> but she'll and and it's funny because like she's one of those girls that they tell her they're like, "Why are you shooting this class?" There's like, she she does so well that like she's almost shooting you know, bow hunter freestyle class uh, scores sometimes. Damn. And I look, and I, I had to ask her one year. I, I looked at her score. I was like, "Are you sure you're in the right class? I need to check your equipment." And then she walked and, away with your wallet, and she was like, "Basically, yeah." <laughs> so, yeah, and she's funny, man. She's so funny, and she's fun to shoot with. You'll you'll see her out there for field or three D or stuff. You know, every once in a while. Ah, uh, I guess I'm gonna have to make a run at something pretty soon. Shit. Hey. The time is now. Dude, Robert, is now. how can I help, uh, like, how can we help get field archery more popular again? First off, you could pay your dues. Okay. 
Okay, I'll pay my dues. Your dues. And then um and then um right now I'm I'm struggling with a dilemma. Mm-hmm. Um I have I, I I try to look at it in both angles. I try to look at it as a devil's advocate and you know, whatever one person says, another person you know, I'll I'll go the opposite. Yeah. Well, our our dear friend, uh Randy Long had wrote me a wonderful proposal on to go to the multi-site state field mm-hmm. and uh, it was it's a full page and he did an entire research paper basically on uh, the comparison between a single location and a multi-site location and, uh, and it's going all the way back yeah it, it's, it's seriously intense and um you see him shake his hand and tell him thank you uh i definitely will uh, be talking to him this weekend but I'm trying to figure out if that's, you know, what what people want. I told the region reps to go back to their clubs and, you know, ask them what they want. And uh, I know the region reps are having a hard time getting feedback from some of the clubs and some of the the areas that are kind of kind of on the downturn, for lack of a better term. So many, uh, you know, like at our club, I, I don't know Wendell at, at Redwood. The, the monthly shoots, you know, that the club puts on, they don't shoot field rounds or hunter rounds, you know? Uh-huh. They, they want to shoot animal rounds and be done in an hour, you know? Yeah. yeah. So that's and and the- that's, that's definitely a struggle, too, Jim, is that. And, uh, you know, the I told the regions, too, I want to start seeing, you know, uh, qualifiers because I'm having people come to the state field that have no idea i we had a proposal on the floor this last weekend to put stakes out at every target to tell you how to shoot it oh the state field like if it's a fan or a walk up and explain to each person I, and and i told them you know you know i wanted to hear the discussion so i brought it to the floor i wanted to hear the discussion see how it would go um, even if I don't believe in it, I'll, I'm going to bring it out there. I want to hear it. Um, but it, you know, it didn't go, uh, it didn't go the way that I think a lot of people thought it would was going to go All right, and quick. it died, died really fast. Rusty. Uh, say, so, say it again, um, say it again Jim. Rusty Mills is another one who would know where some of those, uh, Okay. Things are. He's uh, Nevada City. He's still with us. All righty. I'll definitely, big, definitely look forward to trying to get a hold of him. Hmm. Sorry, <laughs> but no, you're good. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out. Um, I I told the region reps to to start doing these qualifiers and get these people prepped Edu- and teach them how yeah. to do. Yeah, get them educated. Uh, when I spend most of my time talking and explaining how to shoot a field round, even though I still struggle with it. It's, it's not fun to, to watch. Right. Right. And, um, but really the, the question is, uh, do we go to this multi-site, um, state field? Um, so can you give me a breakdown on some of the points, uh, Randy Long put out there? So attendance was the big one. Um, okay. he was having an average attendance for the multi-site at like 216. But this was between the years of 2008 and 2013, um, where 
a lot of people were showing up. We were having 200 plus people show up to shoots. Um, and 2014 to 2019, we're having maybe a hundred people show up and an average of 92 people showing up to these shoots on the right. single site. Yeah. And then, and then some of them were like, um, the classes were yeah. attended, like one person and you guys are shelling out, you know, first, second yeah. and third trophies and they're only one person in the class yeah and and you know i not to take away from those people they showed up they shot it they did good but i i just don't think that's as much fun like if it was me and i only had one person there man i'm not gonna do that good if no i I think relations now are starting you know they have to have at least three people you know or Mm -hmm. to to put the class on right yeah be rich yeah, I think a lot of places are going that way. I'm, uh, I've yeah, I've gone back into the bylaws and found that, and I'm like, you know, except for the little kids, you know, if the little kids come out and shoot it and they hang out with dad and they shot, um, I'm gonna, right. I give you a Belco. I don't care. You yeah, know, it's <laughs> yeah, it's just money. It doesn't matter. It's more important to them to to kind of get the recognition and get out there. Um, I even see it in my son, like. He was shooting with me. He was not having fun. I was shooting with the the um, gnomes family. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, Brooklyn uh, and uh, her dad uh, James, mm-hmm. out of Impact. Yeah, guys Impact. are riot, wonderful people. And uh, their their youngest uh, their youngest there is the same age as my son. Um, and my my son started like he's like, oh man, this kid's doing good. He starts shooting. And then he'd come back. He's like, hey, dad, I missed a little bit over here. I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, you don't practice enough. I don't, you know, we don't hang out and do this enough. So we'll, he's like, oh, we got to move it. I'm like, oh, man. All right, dude. Oh, he's getting we'll, fired we'll up. We'll move it. He's getting fired yeah, up. Yeah, he get all fired up. That's so, cool. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of one of those things I'm struggling with. You know, you guys, my uh, my CBH emails up there. If people want to reach out to me or call me, text me, you know, hit me think- up. Uh, is we got to push it back onto the clubs to you know make it their monthly shoot you know at least <clears throat> one you know uh, you know uh, uh, the month before the state are, yeah. are now you know like okay we got to shoot uh, a combo field hunter uh, half and a uh, half of yeah. the animal you know yeah and, and that's and that's my kind of thought process with the uh, qualifier is like. Hey, between, you know, February and June, you guys got to get at least one of, you know, you got to get all three of the qualifiers done for your club, send me some scores. So at least, you know, and then hopefully do some sort of incentive to like group those people at the championship shoot. Um, I think that would be bring a lot of attendance. Um, the other thing too, is like you said, they're not doing those things. Back between 2008 and 13 with Randy's numbers, I feel like they were doing a lot more. Yeah, field was happening. You know, I mean, a lot of people are were doing it, you know, and the and a lot of those people aren't with us anymore, you know, that we're really keeping it on. You know, that's True. part of the thing I was trying to make mention. These These certain people were holding on so tight to the reins here, you know, and then they passed away and there was nobody else to uh, carry it on. Hey, Jim, yeah. the SFA, 
after you guys do like your work party and stuff, um, so the day after you guys don't shoot a field round, like your club shoots not a, fil- a full field round. Um, no, it hasn't been that way for what are we 2024 now? So I mean, a, a solid ten years, I would say. We wow, wow. Uh, Redwood Bowman, like their club shoot is a field round, and it's the day after right. their work party. That's always been. So I wonder. And that's why it was here too. I want. Yeah, I wonder. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, like I, it's an idea. I don't know how much time I have to take it upon myself, but I, I wonder if I could generate enough, you know, uh, interest and get enough people to go to different clubs at different, you know, club shoot days, pay the $5 and shoot it as a guest, you know, and have some kind of like, uh, you know, you keep... I think that was probably the biggest, I, that's an outstanding idea. I think that was part of the problem too, is this, the, um, the clubs themselves lost a lot of people, you know, uh, in general, the, a lot, um, I know it happened at our club, you know, and just in general, just yeah. archery kind of flattened out. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and the, well, at, when? The, yeah. uh, at the Olympics and, the, you know, all the movies out there, you know, it, it's gained more popularity. But, you know, the gap between that is, you know, like you said, 2008 till. <laughs> yeah. And and since now, it's just definitely fallen off. So we, we need to bring it back. You know, it's a great tradition. Just the the way you're going to get better by doing it. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. The clubs aren't, I'm not going to fault the club totally, but the clubs aren't going to do it if there's no, you know, um, nobody can add. They got to make money at the end of the day still, too. They still have bills to pay. They still have, you know, things they need to do. You know, you're going to put a whole round of brand new targets up and and nobody shoots them. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wendell, to what you were thinking, um, a good dot guy to get a hold of that has a, a blueprint for that already is Alan. Alan Eagleton has been doing that with MTBA. So in their region, mm-hmm. every club in their region has to hold uh, an indoor uh, 900, uh, you know, uh, half field and a 3D. And then throughout that region, he gives, he awards points to the clubs that um, have the shooters show up, how well the shooters do, and um, oh, that's cool. I, I believe it was number of shooters scored, uh, placement of shooters, like whoever had highest scores. Um, so you're actually and, like repping yeah. your club. Yeah, it was kind of like repping your club, and um, and then he gives an award out to the club, and then to some of the shooters that had the top uh, top scores and stuff. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. So that was another thing. Yeah, that's the in the region. There was a lot of perpetual trophies. That's <clears throat> but uh, NCFAA, where the the one we're part of, Wendell, has uh, had a bad drop off in the last ten years. So. Yeah, you know, it kind of had it got infiltrated with cheaters. Or a cheater, and then it got you know the reins got taken over by a dipshit. So that's yeah. that's our that's our region. Maybe we can join MTBA. You know, Randall did. I, it. Yeah, yeah. I I believe some one of your regions up there was going to get folded into somebody. I don't remember which one. 
Yeah, it was uh, probably due to inactivity. Yeah, yeah. It, so maybe that may be a good thing that it might may maybe it should happen. You know, if uh, <clears throat> maybe NCFAA used to cover you know like my field, uh, the Sonoma, uh, Sonoma Lake Sonoma field. Colorado. Yeah. So it had a bunch of you know other fields that are just not going to get any play, but uh, you know, shit. Yeah. It's 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 life, you know. It, it's uh, it ebb and flows, and things change, and you know, hopefully yeah. we can learn from our mistakes and make better uh, choices in the future. Uh, I like it, but it is it, it's a it's a big endeavor to step into these roles you know like alan is you know he's always getting harassed by somebody asking him about something and you know yeah i'm in the same boat i'm not gonna um you know people were complaining about how registration went at field well i'm not gonna turn people away if you want right. to come play man come play yeah. you know sure yeah, yeah that's it's the a game for everybody this is archery um it's not that prestigious of a, you know, we're not that elitist that we don't want people to come play with us. There right. you go. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, uh, uh, especially for trying to drum up attendance for a shoot like that versus, you know, like I know at SFA we have the uh, 1 million BC shoot, but that one's on the other end of the scale there, you know, that we, we actually turn. We're luckily we put on a good yeah. shoot and, um, there's some people that don't get to shoot, you know? Yeah. And, and, and it's cool. It's a cool turnout. You know, you guys got a lot of people and it's, and it's, I think not only the word of mouth uh, advertising that people do because they're like, Oh man, you got to get it. It's like Reading, you know, you got to get in when you can get in. Right. Um, yeah. It's a flurry. You know, I got people calling me on the back channels and I'm like, Hey, <laughs> I, I, I yeah. warned you day before registration opened and that's all I can do. I, I, yeah. There was line. I was on the waiting list. I mean, <laughs> for, a, yeah. for a, one year, you know, because I was dilly dallying around and uh, I got caught. So yeah, and that happens. And uh, but yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think about the the multi site versus the single location? Do you are you guys the the kind of people that need to stare your competition in the eye and kick them in the knee when they're down or? Are I, you guys I, the ones that want the, the I honestly, I, first window. I like both. I, I honestly like both. I, I know it's a shitty answer. I like, like, um, the one thing I really liked when I shot the state field up at Reading, it, like a lot of people drove to that and it was a big turnout and I got to shoot side by side with really good shooters. Like, um, you know, we get flighted and it was like me and Rubio and Seneca Nunez. And that was like a weekend that I am, uh, I think about a lot. Like it, it's a special weekend for me to shoot with those guys. But I also, yeah. you know, if it shot means, I'm sorry, you shot with your peers. Yeah, yeah, I got to shoot with my peers, man, and and I learned a lot from those guys. And uh, so there's that, but there's also like, if it means the sport's gonna die, you know, or field archery's gonna suffer from having it be only one way, I would rather have it be like the state indoor, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'll give you my two cents. I mean, uh, I'm with Wendell. I think best case scenario, it would be awesome to have a single 
single venue, you know, and everybody gets slighted together, you know, after the second day, you know, and, uh, and, and shoot. And, and then you get one, you know, in my eyes, one true champion, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm again, I'm with Wendell, you know, uh, if, if it's going to help drum up, um, participation and it, and it will like, you know, right now mm-hmm. we need to keep, stay strong uh let's go to the multi-venue but it's just you know there's just like some courses you know you catch uh you do a i'll give my range and we'll just say yolo because we talked about it sooner sooner you know (laughs) you get a a perfect day at yolo you're setting records you can can shoot higher scores you know Mm -hmm. yeah and then versus since we're going there, Woodlake, you know, Woodlake on a average day, it's tough. It's, yeah, it, you're not going to shoot the same kind of scores. Yeah, yeah, no. I see. Maybe this. Maybe if we did like a regional, and it would be right. It would be a kind of a regional, um, three or four places you could do it. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, with similar similar difficulty fields. Yeah. That that would be nice, but that would be a little more work for Robert, you know. But uh, sure. for sure, yeah. I mean, if I had my choice, you know, you know, starting, you know, when I first started shooting the club back in 1989, the uh, goddamn shooting shooting the state field was so like, oh, these guys. That's all they they show. I want that. I want that plaque or the buckle or whatever it is, you know, the buckle. I want it. I want that. And uh, the guys who, who wore that buckle were held in high prestige, you know, because they, they did it, you know, they shot head to head, all these big shots back then, you know, just amazing shooters. Yeah. And, and, and you look at like, you know, I don't know how many people listen to this that actually know what field takes. Uh, I believe what at the end it's a right around. If you only shoot one arrow on the animal, you're shooting about 200 and change arrows for the weekend. Damn. So, you know, that's, that's between two days. How, how often do you shoot 200 arrows in two days? Never, never now. (laughs) Right. (laughs) No, it's more than 200 arrows, right? Right. Right. It's yeah. It's what twenty eight times four. One hundred and twelve. So times two is plus two, twenty eight, and then twenty eight. Yeah. So you're like closer to two fifty. Yeah. Um, Damn. And, and uh, yeah, and that's only if you shoot one arrow on the animal round. Right. You can shoot all three of your arrows on the animal. Oh, round. Oh yeah. As if you don't fuck it up, busted. right? Yeah. You know. So damn, yeah, it's it's a long day, and it you know I, I and that was that was part of the the prestige about it because it was such yeah. you know you have to be able to shoot not just you know there's times we all shoot a, a lot of arrows and practice or yeah. fun all, all day, but these are two hundred arrows, pressure packed arrows, you know, and um, <laughs> different terrains and temperatures, you know. Yeah, because you know yeah, we're eight o'clock, yeah. and then we're not pulling off the range probably till four, right? Yeah, yeah, and, it, and it's a, it's you know, it's a, 
job. Like it's a serious yep. job. And you talk to, and if you talk to any of the pros, all the pros will tell you the same thing. Field, man, go shoot some field. Yeah. You know? That'll get you better in yeah. every aspect. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, on the, on the multi-site, man, I'm, I, I can't argue the numbers with what, uh, Randy has provided. Um, and I, I like the single site, um, in a perfect world, I would have the regions holding qualifiers and then we would be doing something to, uh, to help the top qualifiers get to the state field, uh, championship. If it was, you know, uh, an issue, if, if I was, uh, well, who is it? If I was loaded, I would I would be paying for everybody to come play field. You know. Right. Well, how about we get you know the amount of qualifiers? Um, let's see. Yeah, that's a dilemma, huh? You start looking at the number sets would start to participate. They're like, oh man, there's money now involved. Right. So. Well, we just got to get people involved. So I think that yeah. that push the multi-site you know just get them the exposure and, and the other the other thing the goal i had for this position was you know get people ready to go to national field right so yes right. that's what I they're feel, right yeah. the reasons get you to go to state national the state field. exactly yeah. the state gets you ready and, for, for the big time yeah. Exactly. And but, and there's a lot of people that don't want to go to the nationals, which I understand. I'm like, yeah, yeah man, well, come, come shoot for the prestige of just making it to the state level and beating everybody in the state, you know? Is it typically our, our state field is after nationals? Ours is before. Okay. Yeah, nice. Or before. And uh, I believe uh, Nevada, if you want to shoot for regional state, uh, or yeah, Southwest sectionals. If you want to shoot for Southwest sectionals, Las Vegas, Nevada, or is it Vegas? I believe it's Nevada is holding, um, the regional Southwest, uh, regionals. Oh, this year. So, okay. Yeah. This year we held it last year. Um, I had a little bit of a snafu with that, with registration and rules and silliness, but we got it done and we got people, um, on the board for that. So great. Hell yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Well, cool, awesome. man. Well, that's uh, yeah. I, I am one uh, very appreciative being part of a club for uh, the inner workings of a club for more than a few years. I appreciate uh, everything you're doing, Robert, and uh, yeah. I hope yeah, you same. keep it up. You're very passionate about it. But I also hope a bit of advice that you start grooming more than one Wonder. person. To take your job, you know, and uh, other positions at CBH, and, and I, I've brought that up um, before, um, especially to a lot of the guys on the board, because like Tom Daly Senior and Gary McCain, they've been a part of this for better part of thirty or forty years, you know, yeah. you know, and they're a wealth of information, but yeah. the the age demographic in that room. I, I'm the minority, you know, yeah, right. everybody is 50 plus, you know? Yeah. And, that's part of the thing I was talking about, you know, you got to pull those reins out of those guys' hands a little bit, you know, because the, the institutional knowledge they carry is, mm -hmm. you know, just going to fade away. 
and and well right now with the state i i don't really you don't see the people trying to hold on to it as much um with at the cbh level as um you would at the clubs you know the magazine to be sent to me you know but i know cbh on facebook there's never any postings you know that come up on in my feed and that that should be a change this year we did uh opt to uh um we put a petition together to bring somebody in for a social media manager great um we've also been running into some issues with our um uh our host site for our website um so dave bacon has been heading that front to get us uh, a cloud-based server it sounds like but i don't want to say too much on that because i don't know how far along he is with that that you know um it might be past due that you know we no one wants it but it's just yeah got to raise raise the the dues, Wendell, because some people aren't paying. So need more money. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'll pay the and, goddamn uh, membership fee. Okay. Goddamn. <laughs> pay your dues. <laughs> um, yeah, and and I had a I had a lot of the older guys that were complaining about the social media manager. Um, I, I'm very vocal. You you guys have shot with me. I I'll tell you what I think of the sky and that it should be green instead of blue or something at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. But the, the older crowd was kind of like, what is going on here? Like, why do we need this? I said, because you guys are 10 years behind the bell curve on social media. Yeah. We, we should have done this years ago and now we are trying to play catch up. So now we're going to have to either spend a little bit of money or we're going to have to do something. Um, we didn't have like a great proposal for it, but we had a, a line item to add a position. Great. Um, and then to, to, for some sort of, uh, foundation blocks to get this going. Okay. So, cool. well, and then, it, oh, um, I mean, like you said, we're Wendell's trying, you know, we got a podcast. We have a small platform. We try to get the word out, but, um, yeah. Yeah. And the only way to catch up on social media for, for CBH is they got to spend some money and get somebody to, uh, be dedicated to it, you know, and exactly. weekly, at least, you know, something, you know, or just, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's and, like and this yeah, week, there's a, a shoot at Redwood next week. There's a shoot at, uh, on Ronco, you know, and, Mm-hmm. please attend for some reason or you know there's a club that needs some financial help any money that can be you know they don't have any porta yeah. and then wendell yeah. didn't pay so they can't afford both. <laughs> <laughs> you had to, you had to pay, buy diapers not weed this week yeah <laughs> ain't that the truth Uh, so yeah you know they they it's uh but that's the other thing too we need guys you know like wendell me uh you know somebody even rudy i had talked to rudy one time about when i got offered this position he was like hey man be careful you know don't get sucked into the bureaucracy i was like all right rudy i'm with you yeah, I'm going to tell these motherfuckers yeah. no. Rudy says that <laughs> as he joins the board of 
fucking Marin Rod Gun Club the second he gets a chance. Yeah, he, dude's yeah. fucking addicted to the politics of the of uh, you know the shit. So. And- and he thought it would be different, but it's just the same, but only the name changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, 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 as as uh, Brian Webb put it, he goes, you know, he's sitting up there with me, and he, he's just like, man, it's like a mini government. I said, dude, <laughs> it is, it's intense. It, it is intense. And uh, some of the photos I shared from the meeting, my, my girl even goes, she goes, you look miserable. I was like, yes, <laughs> because... I'm I'm trying to play both sides, and by the time I'm done, I get pulled off into a corner by some old man offering me candy. You know, uh, you're the Tulsi Gabbard. You're the Tulsi Gabbard of uh, CBH. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it's tough. You know, I mean, uh, sure, you know, the people are using the rules and amendments mm-hmm. the right way. There are some people that are using them uh, not so much. Yes. Uh, we had 41 petitions put in this year. This is the most I've I've ever seen. Okay. And um, I want to say less than half made it through. How well were these written, the ones that didn't make it through? Not very well. Okay. Um, There's the people who yeah. things. They wanted to change some things. And, and you know, for the most part, a lot of it, it was, I, I can understand, I could get behind it, and I could I could find some sort of argument there, but there was no representation. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and there was nobody, there wasn't enough people there to argue for it. And, you know, like we talked about, there's a lot of older guys there, and they already are, you know, set in their ways. They kind of read it, and they're like, yeah, this isn't for us and you know some of the petitions were like that they just weren't for cbh and you guys you know our vendors i mean uh, they gotta think you know okay you know uh sorry i'll just i won't i won't go to recurve like i want to but it's like sorry freestyle limited you yeah. guys are before you that going to, to any one shoot so we're not going to you know spend more money on your trophy yeah, exactly. Or or like updating classes. We we kind of need to update some of the classes. Sure, maybe. Uh, and it, and it's definitely been a, a conversation that we've been having for years to try and do, but getting getting the guys that are going to these shoots to see what is being sold in the shops is very difficult because you have guys that are shooting, you know, the freestyle limited, the bow hunter limited, or the the bow hunters. And, and the bare bow guys, and, and you're seeing those crowds of guys that are, you know, in these positions or, you know, in the club level positions, and they don't see that the the freestyle and the the bow hunter freestyle is growing, but they're limited. They can't even use the equipment that they're buying at the store, which is the now the new standard, right? Of right. all the slider sites, so it it's uh. We, you need we need some guys to kind of step in um and that's why i really love having brian webb there because he's a shop owner and and he's seeing these things and he has opinions on where we should be looking for next year instead of yeah well we did it like this the last five years it'll be okay right right yep yeah and looking brian's, at this brian's a shooter yeah. too he, he's a competitor so yeah. he knows 
exactly. And looking at the stats that Randy Long showed, put sent me, you know, there's disconnect in there too. So I got to find that. Um, yeah, you know, but getting something like you said. I mean, when I first started shooting, God, I'm so fucking old. But uh, <laughs> it was not uncommon for bows to be target bows to be. 44 to 48 inches axle to axle, you know, yeah. and then shortly thereafter it, they, they started, you know, um, and even well, target bows, hunting bows, they were all the same. There wasn't really too many dedicated target only bows, but yeah. then shortly there, you know, in the early two thousands, you know, hunting bows went down to 29 inch, 33 inch, you know, and, uh, it just doesn't make good sense to shoot those with fingers. Yeah, it's kind of tough. Yeah, yeah. If you, you, Jim, you'd love uh, Scott's shop because he still has a lot of those old Brownings and stuff. Oh wow! And, Everything six wheelers. Oh yeah, and and you know, being a machinist, this dude's got them all customized too because there's ain't nothing stock on anything that he owns. Wow! Um, yeah, it's it's amazing, and he's like. Oh yeah, this thing will shoot 270 feet per second. I'm like, what? Right. <laughs> he goes, he goes, yeah. We pull it back with our fingers and launch them, and it would be hauling ass. And I was like, and he said the 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 guys that were in his class couldn't even get close to the the you know those speeds. Right, right. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember 230 feet a second was like the benchmark for a 540 grain arrow. Jesus. Hauling ass, you're shooting Wendell speeds. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's about how fast my arrows go. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, then you started to figure out, you know, that the, each company was like fudging what their 30 inch draw was. And oh, yeah. 70, a little different than everybody else's. So. Yeah. Hey, man, you got it. You know, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. <laughs> <laughs> the gray areas. Yeah, yeah. You just got to find the right line. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. We'll figure out something for field and, uh, I'm, I'm pretty stoked about going to San Francisco. Yeah, dude. We're uh, stoked I'm pretty too. Stoked That's about awesome. The, yeah. And the, fun. and the rock best, uh, if I can get a hold of the, uh, Ishi archery guys. Um, I don't know if you guys, have you guys shot there? Yes. I, I've gone to their practice range. It's fun. Yeah. Me and Wendell, uh, definitely practice there. Hell yeah. Well, cool, Robert. Thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for uh, sharing with us, and thanks for thanks for doing everything that you're doing for the shooters. Yeah. Any any last words, Robert? Do you want to throw out there? Um. No. Thank you guys for letting me come on. You know, I I know I talked and I talked and I talked and no, that's what I we want. I, you know, and shared anything productive. And there's a lot more to talk about and, and split. You know, get down to brass tacks, but. Uh, We'll have to, uh, maybe we'll do this another time. Hell yeah. I definitely, I, I got another, um, I do two, two CBH meetings a year. One is, uh, last, the last weekend, um, the beginning of the year. And then we have a mid-year president's meeting. Oh, okay. Um, and we kind of, we kind of hash out some things that we want to, uh, proposals and ideas that we have for the next, uh, our annual meeting is our big meeting where we actually make decisions on things. Um, okay. Well, I but, think we uh, definitely try to plan for that, Wendell. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. I'm down. Definitely. And if you guys guys got any ideas on changes or people send you any questions or anything, you know, feel free to send them my way. Uh, my information's on the CBH uh, contact page. So you guys got questions, um, you know, uh, definitely join your state. If you have a problem with uh, NFA or if you have a problem with USA, do definitely join your state organization because your money is going to definitely benefit you more locally that way. Hell yeah. Pay your dues. Yeah. <laughs> pay yeah. Your pay, dues. pay your dues. Support the NFA. Don't support USA Archery. Support the NFA. Yeah. CBH in combination with your NSAA. You Hell know, yeah. Sort of... Yep. Hell yeah. Yep, and a lot of uh, I, a lot of people are not uh, taking reciprocity with the uh, USA archery anymore. So mm-hmm. yeah, you better to uh, get your local or your NFA dues paid. Come, yeah. come shoot some field. Yes, yeah, definitely shoot some field. Oh, cool. Thanks, Robert. Okay, right, gentlemen. Robert. Yeah, dude. Thank you. We'll see I look you. forward to you guys seeing you guys this uh, this yeah. June and uh, this weekend yeah, too, we'll right? See you this weekend, man. Thanks for the intel on Woodlake. Yeah. All right. All right. I got, I got a little. Yeah. What was that? You got a little what? Uh, wait for you to stop. <laughs> I'm all done. Oh, okay. All right. Well, hey, one last thing. You know, um, let's uh, get some traction on the CBH Facebook page at least. Do you guys have a? Yes. Instagram page also? Uh, I believe they're working on it. I don't know if they have it yet. Uh, oh, but definitely they have a Facebook page. That's, that's um, something for you to homework on. And the, the listeners, you know, let's let's get some traction going on that Facebook page so we can get notified of when, what things are happening. Yeah, check it out. CBHSAA.net. Yes. Go check them out there. And then you can find them on uh, Facebook, I believe, as CBH. Also, SAA. Yeah, California Bone Hunters. Do the search, you'll find it. <laughs> yep, <laughs> right you'll on. find it. And then, uh, yeah, they're in, and their, la- their link is also there for the website. Hell yeah. Awesome. Well, cool, Robert. We'll catch you uh, this weekend, brother. Definitely. We'll see you then. All right, man. All right. All right, have a good night. All right, you too. All right. So that was our talk with Robert Tahey. Super awesome guy. Uh, Jim, I just let you guys take the reins on that one because you guys are more involved with, like, the club and, like, the inner workings of stuff, you know? Yeah, okay. So. Yeah, I kind of just did it. Sorry. <laughs> no, that was perfect, dude. I just – the only time I really – Piped in was just to brag about scores that I've shot in the past. <laughs> so, okay. You, you guys teed me up perfectly. <laughs> yeah. And when you didn't, I shoehorned it in. So that's fine. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. So we got some intel on Woodlake. We got the locations for State Field and Mark 3D. What did you think, man? I think it was great. Um, uh, I'm glad he's he, he reached out to you, and uh, hopefully we get some real good traction on this and let some other people in the know. You know, I mean, uh, like like we talked about, the 
premise was to, you know, getting more people involved into CBH and therefore into the uh, field mm-hmm. uh, shoots, you know, for the state shoot. Yeah. And, and let's, uh, let's try to bump that up to make it uh, what it was. Hell yeah, dude. I feel like there's some creative things that can be done to, to drum up interest in, in field archery. Like it's, it's such a fun discipline. I, I, I don't see why it's the only reason why it's dying off is just because not enough people are pushing it, you know, partly. And then everybody wants, a instant satisfaction, you know, let's shoot two arrows, you know, and done in half an hour and go do something else, you know? So, but some things are worth doing, you know, that take, take a while. Uh, Robert just texted me. He said two and a half yard target, 10.5 feet is the site mark you should use. 10.5 yeah, but feet. That, doesn't, that doesn't work, you know, if you're five foot seven like you. I'm, I'm five, yeah, I'm five foot six, but it's okay. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> I was close. Yeah. Well, well, this is going to be a fun weekend. I'm looking forward to it. I got some new Origin pants I'm going to break out. Wow. Yeah, dude. I even got my Origin hoodie, too. I'm going to be all, I'm going to be brand whoring it. Yeah, oh. just could Get you a USA uh, American flag tattoo across your chest. Yeah, with Jocko's face for stars. Um, <laughs> dude, uh, the hats are shipping out today. Oh, great. So I don't know if I'll have them by Woodlake, but we're going to have hats. I got three colors. I got black, uh, oh, like kind of like an OD green, and then tan and white. They're all hunter-friendly colors. So Awesome. They're embroidered just because I want to do something different other than the patch. I could have done the patch. It costs the same, but I just want to do something different. You know, I think they're going to be really happy you let me in and seen uh, the embroidery on there. And they're, they're pretty stylish. They're yeah. going to be good. Thank you. Thank you. I, I like them. You know, I just want to do something different because everyone's got a, a fucking patch, like a leather patch now or a vinyl yeah. patch. So I, I was just going to try to do something different. So hopefully you guys like yeah. them. Uh, I'll have them soon. I'll post them up on my Instagram, and I'll have them at events. No pre-sales. It's gonna open. It's gonna open the floodgates at once, and then everybody will have a, their chance. Yeah, you know, I would happily do pre-sale. And t- for everyone that has asked me for a hat, uh, I really appreciate it. I just forget, so it's easier for me to just sell when I get them. Yeah, and yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so busy with you know all the. You know, all the nothing I do all day. So, <laughs> we're planning, we're planning for you, the, you and the, your family's uh, future. By selling hats, I hope not. No, no, just uh, oh, with like work and stuff. Yeah, when you're in archery, you know, ninety nine percent time is trying to you know keep the family going. Yeah, I am trying to build a. I have this plan to build a Kefaru arc frame. Out of hemp, so I think that would be cool if I could make a composite hemp frame. Put a little. Weed I'm sorry. In, put a little weed. Broke. All I heard was blah 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 blah. <laughs> oh, that, that's you know just one of the things that I do with my spare time. So I'll, okay. you know, I'll let you in on it. So, but <laughs> yeah, thank you guys for uh, tuning in and listening. I know this was California heavy on this one, but I uh, you know if you're a, a an archer in California, this applies to you and. You know, I 
it definitely applies to everybody else in other states, you know, don't forget to support your state organization the best you can, you know, I mean, you may not uh, agree with them totally, but, you know, we, we have to stick together, you know, and the more fractured we get, the easier we're going to be able to get picked off, you know, and yeah. start. Yeah. It, we're, you know, everybody knows we're having a tough time as it is. True. True. Yeah. They want Turn your archery range into a dog park or something, you know, or <laughs> they do, they want to, they would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, you know, it, it kind of goes with that with hunting also, or it's like in a, in a similar vein, like they have Absolutely. one style yeah. of hunting and then guys like, you know, they're bow hunters. Like, well, I don't give a shit about spear hunting. Cause I'm a bow hunter. Well, once right. they once they take away bow hunting or spear hunting, then they're coming after bow hunting next. So it's, it's already it already happened, you know. I mean, there's so many. Uh, was it uh, the hounds that you know that just single handedly killed all these people who used to hunt with hounds? You know, damn. In California, yeah. Well, we are kind of leading the way for and and it was and it was pretty easy for them to do too because you know no one answered the bell when when. Uh, when that came to light, dude, I, I've been listening to podcasts lately that it it's really making me go tinfoil hat where it's just like the government's trying to control us every aspect of our life. This is fucking nuts. Like I, I, I my internal monologue is pretty much Alex Jones screaming. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? I mean, you may say, inter- you know, a tinfoil hat conspiracy, but boy, prove me wrong that it's not, you yeah. know, or that, full-on conspiracy only you know it's like you're gonna people are gonna have a hard time in a lot of respects and many uh debates yeah dude big time so but anyway All right that was a good episode man we went yeah it was we went long on that one uh there might be like a, a slight break somewhere in there because i tried to we we're running out of batteries but i'll see if it's seamless if it's seamless you guys won't know okay all right Great. All right. Cool. Well, thanks, Jim. I'll see you on Friday. We'll podcast on our way down to Woodlake. Awesome. Cool, buddy. All right. Later, pal. Guys, my favorite stabilizer is the Carbon Craft Stabilizer. I've been talking about this bar for three years now. Um, If you guys know me, you know I am a whore for gear. And the one thing I've kept constant is the Carbon Craft Stabilizer probably gonna ask why I don't. <laughs> well quite frankly the carbon craft stabilizer is the stiffest lightest dampest stabilizer I've ever shot um, for the money for the price point it beats any other stabilizer performance wise it beats any other stabilizer um, if you're shooting any other bar it's probably just because you're shilling all right check them out carbon craft stabilizers you can order them with my friend Brian Webb down in Fresno, or you can call Rudy Sandoval at West Coast Archery. Alright guys, I want to share one of my favorite products with you guys. It is the Baker Archery Products Pro Shop Vice. Uh, my buddy Butch out in Idaho makes a sick bow vice. Uh, and you guys are probably wondering, well, why do I need a bow vise? It makes working on your bow super easy. 
it's one of those must-have things like a bow press. Um, the shop vise, you mount it somewhere on your table. You know, with it, you can manipulate your bow any which way and lock it into a stationary position. You can level your sight axes. You can set up arrow rests, install D-loops, knock sets. Shit like that becomes real easy. Stuff you can do really fast on the fly. Um, and, you know, you probably do it better quality than doing it just sitting on your couch <laughs> in front of the TV. I'm not the only guy that likes these products. You guys might have heard of Kyle Douglas, and he uses these. If you have any interest in seeing how they work, check out my Instagram. I'm going to put up a setup video where I'm setting up my hunting bow with one of these bad boys. They are sold at BakerArcheryProducts.com for the low price of $240. Through PayPal, you could be paying really low payments, like $22 a month. These things are legit, well worth the money. When you break it down into payments, shit, it, it's cheaper than hell. Check them out, BakerArcheryProducts.com. Tell my buddy Butch I directed you that way so he knows it is worth sponsoring this podcast, okay? All right. What's up, guys? You guys know my opinions on bowstrings. I think the, well, I think the top bowstrings in the world are made by Tom Parkinson, uh, followed up by uh, Austin Kincaid. Those are some of my two favorites. I'm currently shooting uh, a set of bowstrings made by my good friend, Nick Ingham. And I would urge you guys to get out and check them out. Uh, Flingham Nation Bowstrings, it's an Idaho company, takes pride in every strand using only the best material, 452X. Trusted by the pros, this is true, myself and Nick included. Well, I don't think I'm a pro anymore, but Nick is definitely a pro. Uh, stretch for hours, uh, ready to go for performance. I know Nick stretches the strings under an insane load. Um, you know, and you guys, if anyone knows Nick Ingham, he's a, an elite shooter. He is, I mean, I don't mean the bow company. He is a badass shooter. He's been on the podium with guys like um, Chris Schaff and uh, Kyle Douglas. Uh, if you guys want to check these strings out, go to flingemnation.com. That's flingemnation.com. Uh, you can follow Instagram, uh, follow on Instagram, Facebook, Flingham Nation. Um, and another thing, guys, if you order a set of strings from Nick, uh, use code UNFILTERED. You get 10% off a set of strings. I, I'm personally all about, uh, well, first, I'm all about Nick. I, I love Nick as a dude personally. Um, I love his family. And he's, he's breaking into string building, and he's building a damn fine set of strings. Uh, I'm going to post up a video pretty soon of uh, me installing his strings, doing some timing setup on my bow. And uh, you guys can see the quality on there. All right? All right, y'all. Check him out. Fling them bow strings. Finally, the show is brought to you by my friends Darren and Bet out in Napa, California. They are the owners and operators of DB Custom Coatings, the Coders out of Napa. Um, my friends Darren and Bet, they Coat bows. They can make your old shitty bow look freaking new and awesome. They can make your boring stock colors look rare and special. Uh, Darren does an amazing job Coating. He does anything from solid colors to American flags to fades to anything. I've seen him do a galaxy on a PSE before. It was nuts. Um, he does Casey Caulfield's bow. All right, check that out. Casey Caulfield on the side of the Lancaster truck. 
she's shooting the bow that Darren Saracoded. What does that tell you? Darren ain't no slouch. The dude is good enough for the Koffel family. So, uh, yeah, Darren's the shit. He's a super cool guy. He does releases too. You know, don't don't just think that he doesn't uh, do other things. I know he's done inserts or outserts. I think for hunting arrows for Chris Schaff. Uh, all kinds of stuff. So if you guys are interested, hit him up. DB Custom Coatings on Instagram. Uh, you know, if you're a gun nut, if you can disassemble your your rifle, Darren can Cerakote that shit pink for you. You know, um, check him out. DB Custom Coatings on Instagram. Those guys are my friends. They are the one of the longtime oldest and biggest supporters of the show. So show them some love. All right. All right, everyone. Good night. Peace.